Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Badges, the podcast. I am one of your hosts along with Slow Ride. We are coming to you from Studio 77 in Gastonia, North Carolina. Our RSM Buck would say, the gas house. Man, you sound so professional. We get a guest in here and you're starting all professional on us. We have a guest? Who's our guest, Steve? Don Rover, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hey, hey how y'all doing? Don Rover is the chief of Mount Holly Police Department and he's... Uh, running for the Gas seat, County Sheriff. Gas County Sheriff. Yeah, so, yeah man. Yeah. Welcome aboard, brother. Thank glad, you. Appreciate glad to have you, Don. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate you letting yeah. me be here. Yeah, actually, Don, you know, tell everybody, you know, you, you go way back with us. We worked together, actually, Gas County PD. Yeah. So yeah, we've we, known uh, you for a long time. We appreciate you sharing uh, sharing your night with us. I'm thinking 34-plus years, probably, we've known each other. Yes, sir. Oh, and yeah. if you don't leave here tonight feeling better about yourself than you did when you got here today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All good. right, man. So what are we drinking tonight, brother? We are drinking a gifted bourbon. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy that we can't pronounce his name or say his name. Yeah, uh, David, friend of the podcast. Yeah, he won't stay just as David. So, uh, But, yeah, man, he uh, he had turned us on to a couple of bottles. I can understand why you have trouble pronouncing that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> tough. David. Only reason we can is because we're professional podcasters. Yes. Nice, nice. I, was, I was born and raised in Gastonia. <laughs> and I have a speech therapist, Quinny, from up north. Okay. So he keeps me on, on my toes. We're drinking Ezra Brooks 99 Proof tonight. Yeah, man, I've got the uh, the background. Now, he actually gifted that and gifted uh, Woodford Reserve. So we'll have that. We, we've, I thought we've done Woodford before, haven't we? On yeah, the podcast? Didn't we? We, no, way, we? we did the uh, double oak. Either way, it's free ball liquor. We're going to do hey, it. And absolutely, we're going to do it. Yeah, the uh, Ezra Brooks is from Lux Road Distilleries. It's a straight Kentucky. It says it's a straight Kentucky bourbon, but it's charcoal filtered, so it can't be a bourbon. Uh, you sure? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't do any type of any other flavor profile than yeast, the mash bill, and the barrel. Okay. But anyway, anyway, it is sourced from an almost distillery in Kentucky, and Lux Row puts it out. That's cool. That's that's pretty big, pretty big deal there, like Lux Row. Oh they no, make, I agree. They make all kinds of liquors. No age statement. It is uh, ninety nine proof, of course, like you said. It's twenty five dollar price point here in North Carolina. Mash bill seventy eight percent corn, ten percent rye, twelve percent malted barley. Oh, and it's. It is right there. Well, I'm I am behind. I've got too much going on here today, man. You do have a lot going on. What you doing? Don't, don't, don't what you doing? What you doing? <laughs> Slow's been mashing buttons for the past thirty minutes. He's, mashing, he's mashing buttons. <laughs> there we oh, go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. All that to get that cork pop. <laughs> it was worth the wait. <laughs> All right, you're gonna like this too. There it goes. We're having some yes, technical difficulties. My board's not want to communicate. I mean, communicate. <laughs> Cooperate. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> there we go. Now I'm on the right track. All right, man, that is, uh, I got the nose and the palate on here, but uh, let's see what it says about it. All right. And uh, just to let you know that Steve and I, or Slow Ride and I, were the only ones drinking at the podcast table tonight because uh, Don doesn't drink and we respect it. We, we have a designated that. podcaster tonight. We do, don't we? man. We do. That's they it. can take control of this. I'm on the job. That's it, fellas. Yeah. And Chief, we appreciate you uh, tolerating us. So. No, no. And what we do is we, we nose it, then we uh, taste it, and then we rate it. It's basically what we do. It yeah. takes just a few minutes to do that. Very cool. 
This is new extension from uh, from um, their line. Is in the past year they they done away with the old Ezra seven year one hundred one, and this is a follow up to it. Oh, okay, all right. So we'll see how it does. All right. You, I'm smelling it. What'd you get on the nose? Barbecue. Barbecue, really? Yeah, yeah. It smells like barbecue to me. All right, seventy percent corn, ten percent rye, and twelve percent multi barley. I don't know why it's been like charcoal filtered. Oh, then you're right. Yeah, yeah. So I was, as soon as I put it up to my nose, I got nothing but straight up barbecue. Well, I'm not gonna give my. I'm gonna give you. I've got the the answers. What the, <laughs> what the experts say anyway. Oh, okay. And chief, you may or may not know. You know, not being a drinker, but you know, there's no wrong answer because yeah, you know, that smells and tastes. A certain person may to smell you. and taste yeah. something different. Right. Yeah. So you may. That's that's what I got barbecue. All right. What do you get? Well, I don't know. Okay, so I got barbecue and why I slow ride his nose and we try not to do no dead air. But <laughs> so you just gonna mumble. But I, but, I, but, I, <laughs> but I got a lot of dead air between my ears. So I can't help it sometimes. <laughs> all right, so what do you what else you get? Is that all you get is charcoal? Yeah, that's what I get. The barbecue. On this is uh charcoal oak, vanilla. Caramel wafers, and it has a, fi- a faint smell of uh, peanuts. You know what? I kind of get the faint smell of peanuts. You get peanuts? Yeah. I like those glasses you guys got. Those are those are cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah. We uh, nice. Glen Air glasses. They're made. They're made for nosing and tasting nice. bourbon. Yeah, nice. they are. All right, give it a taste. What you think on that? All right, let's see. Yeah, it's not a bad looking bottle. You know, it's just, it says everything right on right on front. And it's, there's no false advertising on that bottle. Free down to the bottom. It says it's it's bottled. Buy them and not distilled by them. So there's no false advertising on the on the. Okay. You can tell the look at your face is not going to be pretty. It's, it's horrible. Is it really? It's, it's horrible. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, it tastes like uh, tastes like I just turned up a pepper shaker. Steve didn't have exactly the same face, so very peppery. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. All right. Well, let's sit there and try it again in a minute. Yeah, let's try it again. All right, Chief. Sorry you had to endure that. No, no, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to you know we'll rate this here in a second. Oh, you you got to name that location. Yes, name that location. Yeah. Well, it seemed a little discombobbled, discombobulated, discombobbled, <laughs> discombobulated. I've got like twenty sheets of papers over here in front of me. I'm trying to figure out and figure what's going on with them. I had to get up this morning at five thirty in the morning and oh. go work the truck at the uh, ABC store and Whoa. offloaded six hundred and twenty something cases of liquor. Mm. So I'm tired. I bet. I'm cranky. Yeah. Well, why do that on the pallet? All, all you got is, is nasty. Did a song about that, maybe. I'm tired yeah. of cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Will you produce it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's all you got on on the pallet was just nasty. Well, pep, nasty peppery. All right. So name it location, right quick. Is the winner is our good friend Kyle Clark. Kyle oh, Clark, man. So Kyle now that's Clark. a. Uh, it's a two part thing, wasn't it? It was a two part question. It was a you had to get both parts of the question correct. And last week we had a couple of people got one of them. A couple of people got one of them, and it's actually the uh, Brushy Mountain State Prison, which is in Tennessee. Wow! And the second part of the question was the what was in or the. Uh, this it says this location has two correct answers. You must get both to get a shout out. And the second one, the second correct answer is inside the prison is 
end of the line distillery. It's a pretty cool name for end of the line. Uh, yeah. Man. And the side note, right quick, if I may, that prison is the one that housed uh, James Earl Ray after he uh, shot uh, Martin Luther King. Wow. Now, we talked about James Earl Ray the other night, didn't we? Not to be confused with the actor. What's his name? James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, <something laughs> so it is. Is that the right one? The, the, the I think so. Darth Vader's voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a problem with that last week, Chief. I understand. Yeah. But thanks, Kyle, for uh, yeah. listening to our podcast and you know, Kyle, Facebook. Kyle, uh, he posts a lot of bourbons on this one with a couple of uh, bourbon groups. Yeah, and he's, he said he'll be on the podcast. Well, uh, we got to get him penciled in, man. We'll we'll find that, out. Man. I'll work on that tomorrow. Yeah. Take care of that, man. It, it's, it's funny when you talk about Kyle, you know, we're, we're older. Oh, yeah. I've never been so, born, man. So, oh, yeah. yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking of this this little, little this little kid. fella, you know, that Jeff's bringing around <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and uh, and you know, he's he's a he's a, a man, you know, yes. a grown man, and and yep. but all in in our frame of reference, it's this. You uh, still think of as a kid, don't you? Cool yeah. little little dude that would run around with his daddy and stuff. Yep. Yeah, look just yeah. like his daddy. Look just like him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, um, and I tell my daughter all the time that one of the uh, insurance commercials was shows a dad talking to his like a five year old little girl sitting in a car. And then during the conversation, yes, it shows her yes. being like sixteen. Yeah. But you know, I was told, we, I say, well, I still see her. I still see, her, you know, I still I see, see her as five years old. And yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, so that's very true commercial. Y'all remember? Uh, so Kyle, a hundred years ago, they did some kind of a, um, some kind of a, a seatbelt campaign at the Gastonia Police Department, mm-hmm. and he was the. Um, the kid in the he seat. Was the kid in the seat. Y'all remember that? Oh, really? I don't it was, remember it was, that. It was Kyle that was the kid in the seat, I believe. Man, time oh, flies. Cool. It yeah, flies. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Hmm. All right, so on the taste, on the palate, all you okay. got is yucky? Yep. That's it? Yep. All right. I didn't like it. it was, you know you know me. I'm not a uh, rye guy, and it's not, to me it's full of rye, which makes it's it It's only pepper. 10% rye, though. Yeah, but it's... it's <clears throat> All right, all right. Let's. Uh, it's hard to do. It's hard to do a tasting with just two people. Barry, Barry, not being on mic tonight. Yeah. Uh, says here, thankful the pilot is more in line with uh, your expectations of ninety nine proof bourbon in terms of boldness of its flavors. Immediately notable flavors are creamy caramel, vanilla, light brown sugar. It's <laughs> <laughs> followed up by bits of oak that uh, waves in and out. They're joined with the peppercorn and peanuts. You know, after the third taste. Oh, it, now that you got the notes. <clears throat> Go ahead, Mr. Now that, I got the notes, now, now that I got the notes, the third taste is not as bad as the first taste. And the uh, finish is a cream of caramel with vanilla that uh, starts things off, then it's replaced by dry oak, leather, peanut shells. Now, how do you know what a peanut shell tastes like? Hmm. Can you picture somebody sitting around eating peanut shells? You never ate a yeah. peanut shell? I don't think I have. Uh-huh. Why would you? Why wouldn't you? Because you open it up and eat the peanut and sign. You've never eaten a peanut shell. I don't think I've eaten a peanut shell. Uh-huh. Does that shock you? Chief, you probably hadn't either, have you? Because I'm uh, the only I idiot. Don't, you well, uh, he, I don't know that I've actually. He's on the chief yeah. payroll. He, he, he can afford the, <laughs> get the peanut, peanut butter. Yeah, he can right, yeah. get the peanut butter. He gets brother. the good yeah. stuff. <laughs> he can definitely afford the already shelled peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then uh, peanut shells and a layer of rice spice. Rice spice, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Yep. So that's out of the way. All right. Are we going to rate it or no? Oh, yeah. Straight it. All right. Three. Mm. On, our, on our scale, it's one one to ten scale. Mm. One being nasty, wouldn't ever drink it again. 
10 being the best thing, seven being what we'd consider really good and a, something we drink every day. Hmm. I give it a three. Yeah, daily drinker. And we try not to let price point influence that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I'm going to get a four. I guess that makes it a three and a half. 3.5. All right. So not a daily drinker, but David, we appreciate it, man. It's an excellent pour. It's, it's, it's not a everyday pour you can come across either. You, you, he had no, to, it's not. He had to either hunt for that or just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Yep. Very true. I All don't right, even cool think down. we I don't think we have that at the ABC store. Well, yeah, this is hard finding. It hadn't been out long at all. Yep. All right, just a couple more housekeeping things and we'll get down to business. 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 Under the bourbon news, just have one thing, and it's funny. Yeah, everybody knows Quinny from us talking, to him, talking about him on the podcast. He's been on the podcast a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. I'm, t- I'm actually looking into this. It's about counterfeit whiskey, and I'm actually typing out my notes. And he texts me with a um, with a link to New York's Time. He just done an article on the, the release today on counterfeit whiskey. Really? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's two brilliant minds thinking alike. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you say so. Pretty, yeah. pretty impressive. Huh? <laughs> you know, uh, back in 1964, Congress had declared bourbon as the na- as the American spirit, national spirit. Right. And uh, it was uh, currently uh, more popular than it's more popular today with the collectors and and consumers. But experts uh, say counterfeits are cashing in on counterfeiters are cashing in on the pro- popularity of selling bootleg bourbon, and it, this all stemmed off the. Uh, a guy goes into a place in New York and finds uh, E.H. Taylor four grain for a thousand bucks, and it wasn't in the. It comes in sleeve. It's really nice package sleeve, like in the very corner part of the yeah. of the vault. It wasn't in the sleeve. Kind of looked funny, bought it anyway, and kind of found out it was counterfeit. Oh, really? Yeah, and you know, I looked up. You know, you can buy empty bottles, happy, and all kind of all these empty bottles on eBay. On eBay, you can, yeah. yeah. They range from ten dollars, fifty dollars per bottle. So, what other reason is it to, to maybe to counterfeit? So, unless you just want to make bottled lights and you just don't want to drink it, that's half the fun of making the bottle of lights is drinking the liquor. Yeah. So how 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 was it determined that it was counterfeit? Uh, wasn't in a sleeve, and the top wrapper was I I don't know how, but it was on backwards. Oh really? Yes. And uh, what I read was that they bought it. And this was a producer, whatever show, or whatever, and they bought it and took it down to Buff, um, to uh, Buffalo Trace Steelers, and they analyzed it and found out it was a a bootleg bourbon. It was a much much cheaper bourbon than the bottle. Really? Wow, that's cool. that's wild how they can do that. So I took a few no- few notes how to not get bootleg bourbon. All right, let's have it. Yeah, of course, you know you know you got to look at the package, and if generally if it's too good to be true, it, it's you know. It's probably not going to be right. Uh, beware of bottles from private collectors. And that's where this one came from. That particular store bought out a whole collection from this private collector. And I don't know how many turned out to be fake, but, of course, that one did. Uh, usually it's high-end bourbon, and if you stay in store that's controlled by the state, like North Carolina State Control Store, you know, we get everything from correct straight from the distillery, the distributors. Okay. So, you get any other ideas? No, just be, be mindful of what you buy. Don't buy anything that's got a funky looking seal to it. <laughs> funky looking seal. That's technical talk. I can really say. You got anything else? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> part two of our, our bourbon history uh, series that we thought I'd do before Steve said I can't. Oh, and uh, 
And by the way, Don brought uh, cookies. He did. I'm sitting there looking at him. You can't, no, can't be munching yeah. cookies on the, on the mic, man. It's, been, it's very tempting. I've been eyeing them. <laughs> I had a pre-podcast cookie. I don't mind saying that. Don, they're very good. Thank oh, you very much. I did, but I'll have a post-podcast cookie. There you go. Guarantee it. Y'all can rate those. Also. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably rate better than bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so on bourbon history, what we do, is Don, is uh, there's certain dates throughout time about bourbon and, and I find it fascinating because I'm a history guy. It's cool. And, you know, I just, maybe our listeners like it, maybe they don't. I don't know, but we'll try it and see what happens. In 1818, Sour Mash, Dr. James C. Crow is usually credited for being the inventor of Sour Mash. It was actually dated to the early 1800s. But after reading this, is 1818 not the early 1800s? I'm just curious. Well, it depends. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see. That's when distillers would uh, add acidic liquids to a previous mash bill to enhance the flavor of the final product. So, Doctor James C. Crow, Bernie has now is Old Crow. Well, you know his name after him was Old Crow. All right, eighteen seventy, Old Forester is bottled. A former pharmaceutical salesman, George Brown, decided to sell bourbon. From sealed bottles instead of barrels, because before that they used barrels. They sold it only in barrels. Uh, Old Forster has never been out of production since making its uh, longest-running bourbon in U.S. history. That's cool. Yep. So that, I guess they 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 survived prohibition and was able to make. They did municipal. Oh, how do you say it? A medicine. Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> medicine bourbon. <laughs> but uh, so I guess that was how they how they did that. And last but not least, in 1887, the Bottled and Bond Act uh, was enacted, so to speak. Bourbon wasn't as high quality as it is today. Man, this is interesting. Man, as he points to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're interesting, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, many bottlers would add anything from prune juice to tobacco spit. Oh, yeah, tobacco oh, spit. hey. Into <laughs> yeah. their product to attempt to make it taste better. The Bottle and Bond Act was uh, made a whiskey product of, it's got to be one distilling season from one distillery aged in a federally bonded warehouse for at least four years and, and at 100 proof. Yeah, yeah, you know who's responsible for that? E.H. Uh, e. Taylor. E. Taylor. Yeah. Colonel Taylor, yeah. And that was, Chief, you may not know, but that was the very first food and drug uh, act Ever. Wow. Yeah. It was on whiskey. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So that's that's my bourbon history for this week. Now, on the first one you read about the, he added something back to the mash. Acidic acid or acids. Acids. It would be the heads. Uh, you know, when you first, when they yeah. first make a batch, you, you get three things. You get the heads, the heart, and the tails. The heads can be a little poisonous. Oh. And now, these days, they'll take a lot of that heads and put it back into the, the next mash. Mm-hmm. And wonder if that's the same thing. I would think it was just acids, some kind of acids. I, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't know. I don't know either. That's why I asked. Oh, that was accredited. That I got this info from an uh, article by Aaron Goldfarb. Going to give him credit because you know, of course, I didn't sit there and make his stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Goldfarb. Oh, oh, Aaron Gold. Yeah, yeah. Goldfarb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the housekeeping is done, Chief. Appreciate you dealing with that. Thanks for being patient. Absolutely. That's interesting. So let's hear a little about you, man. You've heard us spin on and on about liquor stuff. So let's hear a little about you. 
Well, um, I mean, you know, we've known each other a long time, guys. We worked together a long time. I'm for for everyone that's listening. I'm Don Roper. I'm uh, I am the chief in Mount Holly now. I've uh, decided to be a candidate for Gaston County Sheriff. Uh, but um, uh, like I said, you know, we've we've known each other for thirty four. Oh years, yeah, we plus years, you know, yeah. early nineties. Yeah, we were together in Vice in, in Gastonia. I think ninety ninety through ninety two ninety three probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I started in eighty seven in Gastonia. So. Uh, Rob, we were in 86, Hound Dog and I, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we did uh, the old Vice days together. Oh, fun and, times, man. Yeah, it's, man. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of the funnest jobs you ever had. Loved it. Loved it, yeah. You know, and uh, Yeah, and, and for people that don't know you, your partner name was Weezer. Weezer, yeah. You know, yeah. Terry Knup. Terry I ran Knupp. into him, and we're talking. We probably talked 15, 20 minutes, just, you know, and uh, – he says, you know what I miss most about the police work? I said, what's this? He says, no one calls me Weezer anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you run into him, you sure call him Weezer. Yeah, you, have to, absolutely. you have to kind of stop and think if you're talking to somebody else to say uh, Terry Knupp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. we know Weezer. You know, yeah. we know him as Weezer and stuff. So, uh, yeah. You know, I say, no, but the whole department was Weezer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Oh, I know yeah. uh, we worked with a lot of other good good guys, you know. And, uh, of course, Buck was uh, was uh, on the on the oh, yeah. squad with us yeah. back in the day. And oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, everybody knows. We talk about Jeff Wooten all the time. So everybody knows Jeff Wooten. Yeah. And Buck was his partner. Brian Dillon, who one day hopefully will be on the show, was my partner. And you and Weezer. Yeah. yeah. And we shared, uh, our desk shared a common area office. Yeah. yeah. Like an open air. I went no cubicles or anything. No. It looked like an old school Oh yeah, uh, police show if you oh, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. a couple of deaths had bullet holes in them, not yeah. from us, but had bullet holes in them. And it was just it was old school. Occupants. Yeah, <laughs> it was old school, man. Man, I'm yeah. telling you, we we didn't realize we were living in the good old days. Oh no, yeah, yeah, no idea. No idea. So now you went through the ranks. You was a sergeant captain at Gastonia PD. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, now I'm, I'm just and I'm, not, I'm going to put words in your mouth. So school so you you're a captain and i guess mount holly comes open and you decide you want to give it a shot at that i i did um you know and like you said i did go through the ranks of course like all of us we started on patrol and then uh, i had an opportunity to go to vice and work with uh, with you guys i enjoyed that is my direct supervisor in vice yeah yeah i went back to vice yeah. as a supervisor and, and stayed there for a long time and that was some of the i loved every minute of that that was fun man. I, we had, we had i, I honestly time. loved every single minute of it uh, in between, you know, I was uh, I did crime scene investigations and um, I did that for several years. So uh, most people know that's CSI. CSI, yeah, CSI. So I did uh, CSI Gastonia about six years of that, and uh, uh, Eddie Green was my partner during that time. So uh, I had a lot of a lot of good times with him. Good guy. Um, uh, I was promoted to sergeant, went back to patrol like you do, you know, for a little while, and then uh, came back to vice, and uh, that's when uh, Reg and I started working yeah. again. Yep. Hound Dog and I started so, working. Here. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Right quick. Uh, you mentioned using CSI. Yes. Did you really solve crimes in an hour? Pretty much most of them. With, okay. with commercials. Sure. Just making sure. Yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, commercial. If oh, it 45. was a real interesting one, we might would do like a double feature yeah. show okay. or something. <laughs> yeah. Typically, it was like a. a I have walked by your office before and see to be continued on the door. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so, making sure. Yeah, just man. Sure. You know, sometimes we do that season ending cliffhanger, you know, <laughs> just to get people to come back for the next uh, next season or whatever. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We had a lot of good times though, and uh, but uh, uh, like you said, uh, had a lot of opportunities in Gastonia, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I was there for twenty six years, and the opportunity came available in Mount Holly to be the police chief. All right, if 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 you will, chief, explain to our non Gaston County listeners about how you know, Gastonia is the county seat. Yeah, for Gaston County, and then we got others. 
Yeah, we got all jurisdictions these, around all these us, other and Mount Holly's one of them, just right outside of just right outside of Gastonia. Yeah, yeah, just just outside of Gastonia, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, you know a neighboring uh, uh, city there, and Gastonia is the uh, the largest city you know in the county, and uh, and like I said, I was there twenty six years, and I really loved every minute of it, and and sometimes I really can't believe that I actually left. I loved it so much, but I. I look back and I, and I, I look at the opportunity and, and uh, that I had and, and was given to go to Mount Holly, and it was—I mean, it's truly been, been a blessing to me. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, you—you've you've you've done a lot for the department, and I tell you, you know, uh, you know, you're a captain at the Gastonia PD, and now you're a chief, and I appreciate that. But you know, I was a sergeant. Yeah, oh yeah, you were. That's right, you were <laughs> over yeah. the K9 division, and yeah, yeah. and we'd run into your your K9 guys time time and, and yeah. swap stores and stuff, and they always were very very supportive of you and oh. they spoke highly of you. The, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, they they did. They uh, spoke highly of you, and they they enjoyed working for me, Holly. But you you've been through quite the uh, controversy, the right word, but you've been through through a lot there. You guys lost an officer. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and, a, a tragic event that we're still working working. Oh yeah, man. And now, just looking at Facebook stuff, tell us about the car. Now, the car, his, what's the officer's name? It's uh, Tyler Herndon. Yeah. And y'all have his car out front, and is is and there's like blue lights on it. I mean, the blue spotlights on it or something. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, and, and you know, and, and honestly, um, a lot of times, and I really don't like to mix um, talking about Tyler too much if, if we're talking about uh, politics. You know, I, yes. I, just, I just don't. You know, I, I don't uh, feel comfortable doing that. It's just so, you know, Tyler and, and that um, grieving process that we're going through is just such a personal kind of like a family matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? You know, people just, outside law enforcement yeah, may not really. The firefighters will. The military guys yeah, will. Yeah. But anybody outside of that just don't don't get it. Don't get the yeah, family type. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, so I mean, I would just, just say this and, and I would love, you know, maybe some, uh, another time talk about, you know, some of, some of our heroes like, uh, Tyler Herndon, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I just try not to mix the two just because I, I don't know, I, I, out of respect for just that, that deeply personal family, yes, sir. um, connection that it is, that, that is Tyler. But, uh, anytime I do have an opportunity to talk about him, I do like to do that. Because uh, he deserves it, you know he earned a spot in the history of Gaston County, and, and he earned a spot in the history of law enforcement. He he was a great guy. Uh, his family is just so solid. Uh, and and I'll just I'll, I'll leave it with this, if if you don't mind, I'll say uh, if you get a chance, maybe Google uh, Tyler Herndon, and you'll see a lot of things in there about you know the tragedy of of, him, of us losing Tyler. But you, if you look a little deeper, you'll see some stuff and some stories. Uh, about him out in the community in his short time with the police department, he he was making an impact, and he's he's the kind of guy that uh, uh, all of us sitting at this table we're, we're all cops, we're law enforcement officers, and and he's the kind of guy that we're proud to work with. And he yeah. had so much potential, but uh, I, I'm proud that I had a chance to know him, and um, you know uh, I, I'm I'm proud that I've uh, uh, grown close to his family, and uh, like I said. Uh, uh, just as a little homework assignment, y'all y'all take a look at him and and just uh, uh, right. remember him and remember his name. And I think uh, uh, we owe that to him. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree yeah. completely. Yep. Yes, sir. Good, good. So, what all you got going on down down at Mount Holly now? Well, um, you know, uh, uh, Mount Holly's uh, like a like any other community. Uh, we have a lot of issues like anybody else, but you know, Mount Holly's a, a, a good community. It's uh, got a lot of stuff happening, a lot of uh, 
um, good things are happening in Mount Holly. And, and, and I have to say this, you know, uh, uh, since I've been there, and, and, and it seems like, <laughs> believe it or not, I've been there almost nine years now. Really? Yeah. Really? Has it yeah. been that long? It's been almost nine Holy years. Cow. And uh, it's hard to believe that. But, man, uh, Mount Holly's been so good to me. I mean, I, I couldn't be uh, more happy or just, just humbled by how they've treated me and my family. You know, just, yeah, really just, just taking us in. And uh, the community in Mount Holly is just – they. They're really good to law enforcement. You know, I mean, they, they are. I mean, I, you know. I you, believe that. We were running through. You know, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we watch the news and we see some of our neighbors across, really across not too far from us. You know, really. <laughs> I started to say across the country, but. Oh, across the rivers, I was yeah, thinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, some of our colleagues, they don't enjoy this good relationship no. with the with their, you know, their community that we have. Uh, uh, I can speak definitely from Mount Holly. You know, Mount Holly's been good to the Mount Holly Police Department. They've been good to me, and, and I'm 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 real uh, honored to, to have that. And and you know, I understand that uh, that relationship um, has to be fostered. You know, and it has to be earned. That trust has to be earned every day. But uh, uh, you know, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I really love Mount Holly. I love Gaston County. Gaston County's been really good. Uh, yeah. So us. that's a good segue into. So, what, what, when did you decide you may want to be a sheriff? Well, you know, uh, so so you guys know that uh, Sheriff Cloninger he's he's retiring, and um, he's um, he's he's been the sheriff for a while. And when I realized that that Allen was going to retire, I, I gave it a lot of thought, you know, and, and and put a lot of thought into it. And and honestly, I, I really do believe that law enforcement is a is a calling. You know, it, it really is. It's a noble profession, um, and, and I believe that serving in law enforcement. Uh, is is my calling, honestly, and, and after thinking about it for a while, I, I believe that uh, that I was led to at least put in for that position and to go through this process. Um, it, it seems to me that you know over this thirty four year career in law enforcement that I that I I'm a, been you know I'm involved in now, I've been um, given these gifts of all of this training and experience, you know, and, and it seems that. Uh, I don't know. It just wouldn't be right for me not to continue to use these gifts that I've been given to uh, con- con- continue to serve. That, that's really um, uh, what I want to do. You know, I, I feel that, that that's just uh, what I'm led to do. I'm, I'm uh, I feel I'm a servant, and and if it would just be a waste not to uh, continue to serve. Oh, good deal. You know, I'll tell you, working with you, you've been very fair to deal with. I never ever worked directly. I think underneath you. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so, but yeah, I can't imagine any, or I can't remember uh, anybody saying anything negative about anything you've done. I haven't, honestly, and I, and I would say this: whether you were sitting here or not, one of the best supervisors that I have yeah, ever I worked for. That. I appreciate that, Ridge. You know, honestly, and and it's it's it's, it's funny that you know we're friends. All of us oh, are yeah. friends, yeah. you know, and 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 I I, I appreciate, it, but it, it but you guys are also law enforcement officers. You know, yeah. y'all. Y'all are not the kind of guy. Y'all are retired law enforcement officers, which means y'all have been around a while. So y'all aren't the kind of guys that BS uh, uh, stuff like that. So that means a lot. Oh to no, me. yeah, you're yeah, right. There's one yeah. thing about it. Just yeah. especially what I love about being retired, man. We can that's so it, man. You speak the fly. truth. Let it fly. Buddy. <laughs> speak what the truth. Yeah. That's like uh, you know, we are like our we like our bourbons, which is uncut and unfiltered. You know, I, I, and I tell the guys that work in the the ones that still not hadn't, re, hadn't retired yet. You know. <clears throat> I tell them, I said, if you need a voice that's not tied to a paycheck, man, give me a call. That's yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, I man. hear you, man. Because, you know, what we got to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Exactly. Yeah. You know, a, another thing uh, that I, I wanted to mention, too, you asked me, like, what, you know, we're talking a little bit about law enforcement career. You know, um, 
from an early age, you know, my dad is a retired law enforcement yeah. officer. He, he retired from the Gaston County Police Department. Your brother's a police officer. So y'all know Ben, you know, yeah. he, he's, a, he's a police officer. He's still at the Gaston Police Department. And, and uh, I know uh, you guys remember uh, Chuck Roper. Charles Roper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's my dad's brother. That's my uncle. I didn't oh, know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, he retired from the Gastonia Police Yeah, Department. I didn't so, know that. I didn't know that. So, man, I grew up around that. You know what I'm saying? And and these are the guys that that I grew up uh, uh, knowing, looking up to. Yeah. And, and, you know, so from an early age, you know, you know, my, my dad was was he was one of my you know heroes, and oh, of yeah. course my uncle. Absolutely. You know, oh, you, you know, know they shot. came home with these stories, and you're sitting there as a kid listening to these, listening to these police stories. Wow, I want to yeah, be a cop. Yeah, and you know, and, and all of these these uh, old school law enforcement officers, they were the guys that I looked up to, and so so I knew that I wanted to serve. You know, that's kind of was my makeup, and and, and it was. Um, the, you know, law enforcement, that's, that's what I knew I wanted to do. So, it, you know, at an early age, I knew kind of, kind of had a direction. And, uh, uh, when I got that job at the Gastonia police department, I thought it was, doesn't get any better than this, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, and I truly did. And I mean, you know, there, some days were better than others, honestly, but yeah. I, I, I loved every minute of it and I never hated going to work. Oh yeah. I tell people the same thing. You know, there's days I, I prefer to have done something else, Yeah, but I never, never didn't, I never didn't like going to work. Yeah. You know? No, I went from being a yarn boy to a police officer, so that, that was a good thing. Well, you remember back that worked the, out for you. Back yeah. when the three of us started uh, policing, we had three shifts. Yeah, and after yeah. second shift, you'd be out there. What to get off like ten or something? You oh, better yeah. you'd be out there at midnight, still there. Oh, longer than that. Yeah, you know, grab ass and then cutting up in the yeah. backyard parking yeah. lot. And, it's like you didn't want to leave. You yeah. know? Oh yeah, and, and and these were your your buddies, your brothers, and you you stuck around with them mm-hmm. because. They they were your friends. They were the ones that you oh, yeah. wanted to hang out with, you know. So yeah. and I, I can remember being on the old Adam thing. We'd go out there and hang out after second shift, and somebody would break out of football. We yeah, start passing yeah. football at yeah. one o'clock in the morning. That happened a lot. Yeah, <laughs> good to times. be honest. You remember we used to uh, what, what, they would shift the second shift like during the summer, wasn't they? And in, in, instead of getting off at was it instead of getting off at midnight, you'd have to work till two, I think, or something. Is that do y'all remember that? Like yeah. in the summertime. That had like a split, kind of split, something shit. like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and and we thought that was the greatest thing. In the oh world yeah, because oh, we yeah. got to work until two a.m. instead yep. of having to go home at, at midnight. Yeah, because yeah. after about two, I suppose the club closes and stuff. Yeah, man, yeah. it goes to crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess those, we had to always had gas call at four a.m. Mm-hmm. And after gas call, man, it was the hardest time to just just because no calls, everybody's asleep. Not us, not us. Call, no, but, no, yeah. no, absolutely not. That was the hardest time after after gas call. But it is funny, you know, we didn't realize those were the good old days that we were living in. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. honestly. Took it for granted. Yeah. 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 And it's uh, it's it's good to to remember those and, and talk about it. So, yeah, know, I agree. Appreciate the opportunity for, for that. All right. Cool. So, uh, we got some questions we want to yeah. ask. Yeah. If you don't mind answering. Do you have anything else? Yeah, you don't mind answering, sir? So, no. where, where were you? June the 13th. 2014. <laughs> I was baking those cookies you're eating now. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, it's excellent yeah. cookies. Uh, a little known story, the, uh, that, that story you told about the bourbon, the tobacco juice, those cookies, it works really well in those cookies as well. Oh. So. See, and I thought that was chocolate chip. <laughs> <laughs> it's tobacco chunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, we got these, uh, these, these questions that we're going to ask you, and in a future date we're going to ask your opponent okay. the same questions. All right. Just so that our listeners uh, – who are voters in the county can you well know. the ones that's not felons true you know some of them might not be able to vote <laughs> true <laughs> but, but anyway so they can hear what you guys have to say okay so you want to start out 
All right, so you, you may have hit a couple of these, Lucy. Tell us about yourself, your personal inf- <clears throat> info, like where you grew up at, what schools, public schools you went to, private schools you attended, married, children, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, just real quick. You know, I did grow up in West Gastonia, went to Hunter Huss. Um, currently go to First Baptist Church in Mount Holly. Uh, I went for a long time. My wife, Julie, and I went to Bethlehem Church. It's now City Church. But uh, uh, when we moved to Mount Holly, we started going to First Baptist Church, and uh, we, we really like that there. They've been really good to us have one son he's grown uh dj i call him don jr yeah man i remember music y- y'all born. remember when he was a yeah, little yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, born, he's yeah. 30 if make you feel a little bit old he's 31 years old oh thanks, that's though. something thanks yeah, buddy yeah, appreciate yeah. it yeah <laughs> no kidding <laughs> and, no uh, you're exactly right and uh he, he and his wife uh, uh laura they they actually live in in new york in albany new york so uh oh cool but he, he's grown and uh you know i'm, I'm proud of him uh, he, he's actually but they're both attorneys actually uh oh. he and his wife both but uh now, I mentioned my dad, you know, uh, Harold, um, and uh, his brother, Charles. They they were both uh, retired law enforcement officers. And then, of course, uh, my mom, she retired from the Gaston County Tax Office, actually. Really? So, you know, a lot of us have been, you know, been involved in this government stuff. And uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in the business, you know. In, in, in the business. Yeah, in the business. And you're, you're married? And, yeah, married to Julie, Julie Roper. And uh, honestly, uh, uh a lot of times, how did uh, you meet somebody with the same last name? It's, it was man, I'm telling you, it was, it was really good luck. It's one of those oh, yeah. moments. This is meant to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she's, uh, man, she's involved in a lot of things. She's, uh, she's in a, on a lot of uh, community boards, and, and and folks know Julie Roper. And in fact, a lot of times it's easier for me to say, you know. Instead of saying, hey, I'm Don Roper, if I say, hey, I'm Don, I'm Julie's husband, oh, and, yeah. and folks will kind of get an idea because she knows so many folks, you know. Oh. And I'm uh, I'm definitely uh, – So if you get like, sheriff, will she be the first lady? She, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good, nice. For nice. <laughs> Good for her. Nice. Good for her. All right, how about the – tell us about you, a little bit about your education. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I, have, uh, I have a bachelor's degree from Gardner-Webb, went to uh, Appalachian State, got a master's degree there, public administration. Um, actually, uh, fortunate to, uh, uh, be selected to go to the, uh, FBI National Academy. Too. Got your brick. Got the brick. Got the brick. So, uh, really enjoyed that and, uh, still, uh, still active in the, uh, National Academy Associates and, uh, get a lot of good, um, you know, contacts and, and, and networking with that also. And I think, cool. I think you asked, answered this on what, what motivated you to be in law enforcement? But yeah. your whole freaking you know, family's almost in law enforcement. So. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of in his DNA, I guess. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. Um, what about this, man? What do you feel is your greatest accomplishment as a police chief? Other than being on this podcast, this is this is definitely <laughs> one of the highlights on the list. This is definitely on. Mark the list. it off that bucket list, brother. <laughs> this is on the list. It so, might be uh, on the bottom of the list, but it's <laughs> on the list. Listen, now you made the list, fellas. You know so. That's a good thing, but uh, you, you know, honestly, um, as we as we get a little older, I guess our uh, priorities maybe change, and what's important changes. But uh, so so you know, we've we have been around a long time, and uh, uh, the, one of the things that I really enjoy now, uh, and and I've started having this opportunity since becoming the police chief in Mount Holly, is is having that opportunity to bring in the next generation of law enforcement officer have an opportunity to, you know, hire new employees. And, and you might think, well, that's just a part of the job that, you know, you have to, you know, it's almost like uh, you just another thing you have to do. But but I really enjoy that. That's one of the things that, that I like the most about uh, my position now 
and it's it's bringing in these young folks, this new generation of law enforcement officers. You guys know it's it's a tough time for police. Oh yeah, folks. good it grief. is. But you know we still have people that will make that commitment to serve. You and, know, and we need them. Yeah, we thank God they're there. <clears throat> we need them, and and uh, and you know ha- having the um, the opportunity to kind of help guide this new generation, maybe mentor them. Um, kind of, kind of help them see, you know, cause you know, we've been around a long time, so maybe we've made some mistakes. We've learned from those mistakes. So let's help this new generation not make those mistakes, you know, yeah. uh, kind of put them on the path maybe, you know, and, and I say this a, a good bit, but it, it really, it, it seems like it explains it. It's like, um, we're getting to put something in the DNA of the next generation of law enforcement. Cause you know, we're going to retire at some point and they're going to be moving forward and they'll bring in the, that next generation and the next generation. So, yeah, it doesn't miss a bit, does it? Now, I'll tell you, Chief, you appreciate this, yeah, uh, but being an administrator. I'm in supervisor school, and the instructor, first thing he asks is, has anyone here written policy? I'm the only one who raised my hand. Ah, raise my hand certainly up. have. He goes, you written policy? I said, no, but I certainly caused policy to be written. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know where I was going with that. In your name. I knew that, buddy. <laughs> he worked with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and I'll and I'll tell you another couple of things about uh, you know you asked about some accomplishments. Um, I, I have um, enjoyed uh, uh, working uh, with the community and and being a point of contact with the community. Also, uh, uh, that's that's important. I, I mentioned a little bit about how um, Gaston County uh, and, and Mount Holly has been really good to to us in Mount Holly at the Mount Holly Police Department. But you know you, you have to have that relationship before. There's a crisis. If you don't have that relationship before the crisis, right. then you know you're 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 behind the eight ball. You yeah, know? exactly. So so I've enjoyed working on that, and that's been something um, uh, that um, that I've really enjoyed. And and you know, and, and there, there's awards. I guess you know, I talked a little bit about um, um, you know, I I did. I was honored to go to the FBI Academy, uh, and and I was very honored to um, to be a recipient of the Order of the Long Leaf Pine. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. They they that's do the, not just hand those out to anybody. That's the highest honor of a North Carolinian in the state. It is. I, I mean, you know, honestly, I'm not, I was I'm very, like a little I choked did, up did, on that. I mean, <laughs> the damn presence of a guy that's got the long leaf. Hey, well, what about my lazy SWAT chili award? I, I like that. Yeah. It's you know, that yeah, was the cool lazy SWAT chili award, and I that was cool don't even take it down. That was cool too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I've I've enjoyed it. I, it's it's I've loved you know yeah. I've enjoyed every minute. Like I said earlier, I, there's some days have been better than others. And, and some, you know, we've had ups and downs. We've had to, you know, lead through some tough times, but, uh, it, it makes you the man who you are. You know, yeah. you're the sum of all of your experiences. And I, and I'm very blessed to be at this place now. I got to write that down. Some no. of all your experiences. <laughs> don't write down now. Dog. I, I don't know which question we on. Uh, the, uh, I think we kind of touched it earlier. What, what what really made you want to be sheriff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and we we did talk about it a little bit, and and you know, I I don't know. Sometimes I think we maybe take for granted just how important that office is. We maybe take it a little bit for granted the significance of that office. Um, you know, actually, <laughs> the, the sheriff is actually a constitutional office. North Carolina's you know constitution established the office of sheriff. And it's been a constitutionally required office ever since 1776, actually. Really? 
And, and, you know, so actually, therefore, the office of sheriff in North Carolina is older than county government, county government itself. Really? That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, one of one of, uh, you know, the, the few offices that is actually set out in the North Carolina Constitution. Man, that's that's cool. I, I yeah. didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that. It's like, a you know, it's, back. it's um, you know, like I, I talked a little bit about the significance of that office and, and, and the more I, I learn about it to, you know, um Get, go through this process. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, um, uh, I guess, in, in, impressed with just how how brilliant our founders were mm-hmm. that they put that office in the Constitution. If you think about it, you know, uh, how much forethought they had. How much, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 amazing just how brilliant our founders were. And, and if you think about it, they knew that they had to have this office uh, in the Constitution. They, you know, it's the people's law enforcement officer. And and if you you know if you look at the, the the way the sheriff the sheriff is an elected official, so uh, in my opinion, the form of government that is the closest to the people is the most effective because it has to be the most responsive. And what what I mean by that is so like so right now I'm I'm the police chief, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm the police chief, <laughs> not a police chief. I'm the police chief. <laughs> If 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 a police chief is not performing to the standards that someone thinks that the police chief ought to be performing, maybe a citizen complains to a city council member. All right. Maybe that council member talks to the mayor. The mayor then talks to the city manager, who goes to the assistant city manager and says, "Hey, go talk to the chief." And then maybe that assistant city manager talks to the chief. You see all these layers. Oh yeah. Between that mm-hmm. citizen and yeah. the police chief. All right. Well, the form of government that is closest to the people, if the sheriff is not performing their duties the way the citizens thinks that they should, mm-hmm. that that citizen and their family, they don't vote for that sheriff, and the right. sheriff's gone. So you have to be responsive. You know, and you said that. You, you had a very valid point. You know, people talk about, you know, a vote. Very seldom one person is a vote. They influence a lot of votes. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you tell your wife, husband, or whatever, so I'm not voting for this guy or that guy or the other tell guy. Tell your baby mama. Or your baby mama. <laughs> then it just it, it, it could blow up. It can go on and on. Man, on you and know, on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, a little bit more about that um, importance of the office uh, being a constitutionally uh, required office. So so let's let's think about you know uh, what we see in the news. You guys watch the news the same as I do. You see what's going on around the country. Uh, we see some of these places. Uh, maybe there's uh, some riots or some civil disturbances in these these areas. Well, like you know, it, it's a thing that happens. You know, you have some politicians, maybe some mayors, city councils. They'll tell their police department, "Hey, y'all, y'all need to stand down." Have we heard that before? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And so, that, so, so that they makes tell my blood, blood boil. Yeah. Make your blood boil, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens, you know. So, I mean, we 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 know that that happens. Well, well, guess what? There there is no manager. There's no council. There's no commission that can tell a sheriff to stand down because the sheriff answers to the people. Okay. You know, a, yeah. as a police chief, if if uh, there's a situation going on in in my city. And maybe some some kind of a riot or something, and, and the the council and the mayor they say, Chief, wait, this is a hot button issue. You need to stand out. Tell your guys to come out. We're going to let them do what they want to do. Well, as the chief, I'm appointed 
by the ma- manager. Right. My only really recourse would be to resign in protest, really. But the sheriff, there, there's nobody that tells the sheriff to stand down. So it is quite important to yeah, know yeah. where your sheriff stands. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, honestly, there, there, there could be times when the sheriff could be your last defense of your constitutional rights, last mm. defense of your public safety. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's, it's a very significant office. And, and I think we sometimes, I don't, I don't think we overlook that, but maybe just take it a little bit for granted, yeah. you know, but you guys know as well as I well, do, we, we just had actual riots in Gastonia yeah. this yeah, past year. And there's just yeah. so many people uninformed. Yeah. You know, they just don't, don't know the things you're saying. They're just uninformed about the office. And, you know, and like you say that they, they may put a name to the office, but they really don't know what the office is all about. Yep. Right. Or, or where the person stands. Yeah, exactly. It's very important to know <laughs> where that person stands. Yeah. You know, you, we as citizens, we, we can't afford to have a, a person in that office that is not going to stand up to your, you know, for the citizens, not going to yeah. stand up for your constitutional rights, uh, not going to stand up against government overreach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times you can get a sheriff in office and maybe they're going to use that office to be a political activist. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you, you have to know where your candidate stands mm-hmm. in that constitutional office. And that makes sense. Yeah. And that goes back to, like you said, know your candidate. Know your candidate. Know what your candidate stands for. Know what your, yes. you know, that you can go and actually talk to the guy. Or, exactly. or, or to the lady or whoever it may be. And just know them. Got exactly. questions? Ask them. Absolutely. You, you, you really should. If you have questions, you need to ask your candidates, you know, I, I believe in doing research before you make a selection uh, on who you're going to vote for. All right. Uh, That's why I got these questions here, Chief. <laughs> That's right. Buddy. See, you guys, honestly, I'm going to hand it to you guys. Y'all are doing a good service here. This is a good service to get the word out. Let some folks uh, uh, use this as just uh, some more information when they're trying to make their decision. Did you pay him to say that? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right, and, and uh, another question is, you know, if you are elected as yeah. a sheriff, what's your plans for the sheriff's office? Are you one of these guys that are going and to- just totally revamp the entire sheriff's office, or, or, or what's your plans? Well, so so what are my plans for the sheriff's office? Yeah. You know, Don Roper, uh, in my leadership style, my management style, is, is looking at it, and what I think we need in Gaston County – what Gaston County deserves, we we need to develop a modern, well equipped, well equipped, well trained. You starting to talk like us? I know. <laughs> We're rubbing off it's those cookies, man. We, we got an excuse. We're cookies. drinking, Chief. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> it's them cookies. <laughs> we we need a, a really you know a well equipped, well trained, problem solving police agency, and we got to have employees that'll step up, take a leadership role, and and help to provide the best law enforcement services possible to our citizens. That's what our citizens deserve. Um, as the sheriff, I believe in giving employees the tools and autonomy to carry out the mission that we give them. Um, you know, I believe in solving problems. That's, that's what I believe a law enforcement agency, uh, it, they're the most effective when they look at how they can actually solve problems. Um, I believe in mentoring employees to become informal and formal leaders, uh, Develop, you know, these mature employees that understand that, uh, you know, each member has a broad and a specific 
mission within the organization. You know, we, we all, maybe we have this one assignment, but we have an overall mission that we're all working together to accomplish within the team. And, and you ask, you know, hey, am I one of those guys that will step in and totally revamp the sheriff's office? You know, I, I, I don't believe in change just for change's sake, honestly. But, but I don't think some change is a bad thing either, you know. Uh, can we work together to find a better and more efficient way to perform, to solve problems, and to be more responsive to citizens? Let's look at it and see. Um, I'll tell you this, and you guys have been around a long time. Um, I look at those folks, uh, you know, my colleagues at the Gaston County Sheriff's Office, and, and I have to tell you, I, I'm impressed. There is a lot of talent at the Gaston County Sheriff's Office right now. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. There are some there are some good law enforcement officers. There's some good administrative staff. Uh, the t- the attention officers there. We ask them to do a very tough job. I wouldn't want to do it. And they do a professional job. They go every day, and, and uh, you know they. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not an easy job. Right. And we ask them to do that, and they do it with professionalism and dedication. And, and I think we need to make sure we recognize that. Uh, uh, level of talent that we have at the Gaston County Sheriff's Office. Um, I believe what you, what I would do as the sheriff is look at that talent that we have at the Sheriff's Office. Let's work together to clearly define what the expectations are for the office and work as a team to reach those expectations together. I, I believe in valuing the employees that have made a commitment to work at the Sheriff's Office and you know develop a staff that, that will perform at a high level Develop the staff you have there, the, these dedicated people. I, I, let's develop them rather than just bringing in someone else every time a position comes open. You know, right. let's give these employees that are there now the tools and the leadership to succeed. And if you do that, they will succeed. You know, they'll, they'll step up. They're dedicated. They've been there. They're doing the hard work. Work with that team. Let them know what your expectations are. And they'll make you successful also. It's kind of like positive reinforcement. Well, yeah, you're, you're exactly Absolutely. right. You know, every good leader will tell you he surrounds himself with quality people. Exactly. And you know, here's the thing: if if come you know next December, I'm the sheriff of Gaston County. I, I, I really we talked a little bit about you know my my uh, attitude of uh, being a servant. You know, I really want to serve. Well, I want to be successful as the sheriff of Gaston County, and you, you know how. You, you're successful is you have people that you surround yourself, like you said, Steve, with people that know what they're doing. Well, guess what? I know where about 200 and something people are right now that know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, they're doing the job right. now. Yeah. They're doing the hard work now. They're dedicated. Uh, they're committed. And they've been loyal to the sheriff's office, to the people of Gaston County. Um, let's, let's work together, make sure they have the tools and, and, and the training and the leadership that they need to be successful, and they'll continue to make us proud. Yeah, cool. Very well said. Yeah, I agree. Thank yeah, you. a lot of good guys up there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Is it my turn? Yep. <laughs> Which, what, what, where were we at? <laughs> for the last 64. Right, for the last 64 years, the Gaston County Sheriff's Office has been primarily a civil process. And let me go ahead and say this uh, for, for the people outside our county. Now, correct me, Chief, if I'm wrong. We're the only county in North Carolina that has a sheriff's department and a county police department. A sheriff's office. Sheriff's office. Excuse me, sir. Yes, yes. Well, it's an elected 
Thank you for getting it. Right. It's because you very brought good. cookies. Very it's good. Still our, it's still our podcast, Chief. Oh, sorry, you, sorry I know you brought cookies and all. Sorry about that. I know you brought cookies and all, but. <laughs> Did I get you reprimanded? You got one of those write-ups. Yeah. Come, come see me after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The, uh, I forgot where I was. Right, with that said, <laughs> so the, the uh, Sheriff's Department does civil process, and the county does most of the criminal investigation. Right. Over the last six four years, uh, primary civil. Uh, do you see that changing in the next ten years or so? So, you know, we've been around a long time, and 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 we've seen that, um, you know, that system. And and here here's what I'll say about that. That's the system we have in place in Gaston County. In Gaston County, we have a Gaston County Police Department, and we have a Gaston County Sheriff's Office. That's the system we have in place. And in my opinion, the system works. You know. The system works. Let's uh, see if we can find a way to make the system work better. That's what we always should be trying to do. Um, talking about the Gaston County Police Department, uh, you know, I told you my dad is a retired Gaston County police officer. I, I have nothing but respect for the men and women of the Gaston County Police Department. Uh, really good police agency, talent there. Um, I believe that since that is the system we have in place, let's work together within that system to make Gaston County the safest place possible to raise a family, start a business. You know, and and I think um, uh, that that would be the best uh, way to serve. Um, talk a little bit about you know uh, the primary, primarily a civil process department is the sheriff's office. Uh, you know, so you got the primary responsibilities of the court, the jail and civil process. Um, but, you know, they, they, there's also another opportunity. You know, you have opportunities to provide another level of protection to our citizens. You know, they're out there. You know, we've all worked with them. We've been on the road. We've seen these uh, sheriff's deputies out there. They they um, uh, assist with calls. They, uh, you know, they go to these defib calls. They have special checks as their way to. Uh, expand on that you know i i've always liked seeing uh the, the sheriff's deputies uh and employees of the sheriff's office uh, at the community events you know uh helping people you know that that servant heart you know i like seeing that and and the sheriff's office has always been good at that you know uh, the shrine race i know uh uh you guys have probably been to, to, oh, yeah. to the, to the oh, dirt yeah. track and then the shrine race mm -hmm. if you go there you know the sheriff's office and you see those deputies out there they're working that you know how, how um you know, man, that, that's honorable. You know, I'm proud of those guys, you know, working that, you know, uh, working at these charity events, um, uh, volunteer fire departments. You know, th those are some great servants, too, oh, here yeah. in Gaston Absolutely. County. We need them. We need we, them. We need them. And, and I've always um, liked the fact that, uh, you know, the sheriff's office and, and the deputies at the sheriff's office are, are there uh, uh, helping out the volunteer fire departments with their fundraisers. Y'all have been in the game long enough, you know, whenever we're at a scene or whatever, to say there's some kind of a a bad scene or whatever, you know, out in, in the community, you know, the police department's there, the sheriff's office is there. Well, we, we've got a lot of our, uh, partners, uh, first responder partners out there. You've got those fire fighters out there. Yeah. Volunteer firefighters, uh, uh, city firefighters. You've got the EMS personnel. We're all one big team. So I've always thought that that, you know, that, uh, teamwork between the sheriff's office and, and the, like the volunteer fire departments and, and the EMS, you know, we got to foster that and make sure that we work together and, and continue that. Uh, we talked a little bit about the overall responsibility of the constitutional office of the sheriff. You know, having a, a Gaston County Police Department, 
uh, to handle uh, the primarily, uh, you know, the, the criminal calls. Uh, that's the system we have in place. But let, let's talk about this. Uh, how can Gaston County be as safe as possible if the sheriff's office is not fully engaged and performing its duties uh, professionally. So the courthouse, we talked about that's, that's one of the uh, duties of the Gaston County Sheriff's office. Right. If you don't have a a safe place for everybody to conduct County business, ensuring inmates are safely able to appear before courts, you know, people can come up there and get uh, copies of deeds, copies of, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of different papers. If they're not doing that, how can Gaston County be as safe as it can possibly be? Exactly, well, exactly right. Or even yeah. function. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about the jail. You know, the sheriff's office is who ensures we have a safe jail. You know, uh, uh, they house dangerous criminals there. We talked a little about these detention officers, uh, that the job, the, the hard work that they do. You know, they make sure that these uh, um, people are secure during uh, their, you know, pre-trial time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have programs like the 287G program where, you know, uh, the sheriff's office partners with our federal law enforcement partners to uh, uh, detain and and hold certain uh, criminal suspects uh, that uh, maybe the federal partners have some type of a, a warrant or something on. They do that. So so that's not the 287G program is not something that, you know, the city police does. That's the sheriff's office. If yeah. they're not doing that uh, function, how can Gaston County be as safe as uh, as it can be? You know, right. you, you know, booking photos. Let's talk about that. You you guys right. were both uh, investigators. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, have you ever used a booking photo to solve a crime? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. If, if that sheriff's uh, detention officer is not doing their job professionally, then – that's a that's you know something that we're not able to use. So it's all a team effort uh, working together on that. Pieces of puzzle. Pieces yeah. of a puzzle. You know, solving you know or uh, serving civil papers. You know, we think, oh, okay, so you're going and serving a subpoena or whatever. Yeah, and, and they do that. That's that's part of that uh, office of the sheriff that they have to do. But you know what else they also serve? Domestic violence orders. Oh yeah. Restraining orders. Fifty B orders. Orders for arrest. Failure to appear. If the sheriff's deputies are not serving those in a timely manner, how can Gaston County be as safe as it can be? You know, it's, it's an important it's a, an important thing. It is very important. Uh, the sheriff's office is uh, that's who handles these uh, the handgun permits, concealed carry permits. Um, you know, it's not the city police that does that. No. So if if uh, you know if you don't if your sheriff's office is not performing uh, the way it should and not uh, meeting its responsibilities, you know, to allow these law-abiding citizens that choose to do so, that want to have a weapon for protection in a, you know, a timely and efficient manner, then then you're not fulfilling your duties. You see what I'm saying? And, and yeah. also part of that process is to make sure that guns don't wind up in the wrong hands. You know, exactly. gang members. Let's yeah. let's face it. You know, there there's certain folks that don't. You know, we don't want to have weapons. Yeah. Law-abiding citizens, one hundred percent. You know, the Second Amendment. You know, we support that. But you know, you've got these violent offenders, gang members. Well, you know, you know who makes sure that uh, they don't get the concealed carry permit. That's the sheriff's office. Good. Sex offender registry. Do y'all realize that there's now more than five hundred people in Gaston County currently on the Sex offense registry. Really? I did not know that. That is the sheriff's office that manages that. Good gosh. If, if you know, if they're not managing that, how can Gaston County be as safe as it can 
possibly be. So that would be a job for an entire department. See, seriously, I mean, so yeah. so there's lots of reasons why we have to have the right leadership, the right type of uh, a staff, you know, the right type of uh, mindset in that constitutionally required office of Gaston County Sheriff. All right, man. That's a lot of stuff, man. It is. I think. I just, think sometimes we maybe. I don't think we overlook it. But it's just it's it's easy to take it for granted, you know. But yeah. oh no, you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And they do such a good job. It doesn't seem like it. It becomes an issue. You and, know. and a lot of that, unless you're on here telling this, a lot yeah. of that the ordinary law abiding citizen is not going to know it yeah, because yeah. it's never an issue for them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. The, maybe the you know, the the clerk's office to, to pick up a deed or something or yeah you know this the. They don't understand all the civil process stuff. Yep. And that, that's why, honestly, like, you know, we know, you know, that uh, the, those employees at the sheriff's office, that, that, like I said, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good uh, good law enforcement officers there. And, uh, you know, they, they deserve to be recognized for that. They, they've got a hard job you know, and they, they do a great job at it. Yeah, well, cool. All right. So one more <clears> question <throat> is, uh, you know, these days, every seems like every uh, action a law enforcement officer takes – uh, is under the microscope, you know, whether no matter what kind of deal he's doing, it's, it's on video or whatever. And as a sheriff, what's your plan to ensure the citizens of Gaston County, like we touched on this a few minutes ago, uh, and your deputies get treated equally, fairly, and professionally? I, I, this is a good question. You know, first, uh, I, I have to say that the citizens of Gaston County and the deputies of the Gaston County Sheriff's Office should know that they will both be treated fairly and professionally. They both deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would encourage and solicit input and feedback from the deputies and the citizens. Get get that feed up, feedback. Make sure you know what's important to both. Uh, we talked a little bit about developing trust. Uh, I think uh, it's important to develop trust with the public and among the staff before a crisis. All right. You know, yeah. and, and and that's it's 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 important to also have that level of trust with the staff before a crisis as well, and and also you got to remember that that trust is fragile, and it has to be earned every day. You know, we're we're all human. We're going to make a mistake. You know, uh, Steve's made several just me sitting here watching. You know, so. <laughs> I keep buying those cookies, <laughs> <laughs> but we are we're, we're all human. We're going to make a mistake. But you know, you think about hey, what was the motivation behind the action? Can we learn from that mistake? Can we make ourselves better? Um, I think we have to give our employees the training and, cool, and tools they need to succeed. You don't, you don't want to send them out there to do a job without the proper leadership, without you know, an understanding of expectations and the tools to be successful. Uh, you know, those employees, they deserve to be defended when they're wrongly accused, and they deserve to be treated fairly when they make a mistake. You know, I think there has to be a process in place to professionally and fairly handle all complaints. And actually, if, if you have that process in place and the process is solid, it protects those deputies because it also serves to prove that our deputies did nothing wrong when they are under that microscope. All right. That's totally, I totally get it. That's cool. <clears throat> all right. So what's your thoughts on a uh, review board? Uh, you know, Thinking about a, a citizen review board, um, I, in my mind, I think to myself, okay, what is the goal when people say, hey, let's let's do a citizen review board? Typically, I think 
what the goal is, is people want oversight and to be given a voice. You know, if, if that's the goal. Well, if that is the goal, in my opinion, you, you know, a citizen review board, a lot of times those folks, they don't really have that training and experience to really look at the oversight in the way that it needs to be looked at. I think the process needs a professional um, presence with the proper training and experience to understand police policies and laws. So, you know, we, we don't need activism. We just need fact-finding. That's, that's what I think we need. You know, that's just good. just recently. <laughs> and a lot of common sense. Yeah. A lot of common sense. You know, what is the goal? Like I said, people say, oh, well, you know, we, we need this uh, citizen review board. Okay, what is the goal? Well, if it's oversight and to be given a voice, let, let's look what we've already got in place. Uh, the state legislature just passed uh, this uh, Senate Bill 300. What that did, uh, it, it created a database for use of force across the state. It sets up a provision to decertify uh, law enforcement officers that have committed wrongdoing. Uh, it sets up a duty to intervene uh, among law enforcement officers. Uh, in, internal early warning systems at police departments. Um, there's a provision that the SBI is required to investigate in-custody deaths. So, so we've got these checks and balances now from the state legislature. We've got these checks and balances now from training and standards. And let's add into that, you know, you've also got your internal affairs bureaus at, at local police departments, but you have your district attorney's office that's going to look at wrongdoing. You've got the North Carolina SBI training and standards that's backed up now with the Senate Bill 300. So I think if, if the goal is this oversight, I think we've already got that in place. We've got it in place with folks that, that, that know policy. They have the professional training to understand police action and policies. So in, in my opinion, we've already, we already have that oversight in place without okay. having to have a citizen review board. Yeah, Don, to add that, too, a lot of people don't realize out of, outside of law enforcement, if an officer or deputy is charged or a, uh, accused of a criminal act, he goes through not one, but at least two, at least minimum two investigations, yeah. Oh, yeah. in-house and out-of-house. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Now, the regular citizen gets one. Yeah. So, yeah, you just, I think you're right, right sorry there. All right. So, uh, my next question is, what makes you the best candidate? Well, it's got to be your question. Why can't be our <laughs> question? Well, you got the, you got the <clears> best <throat> one after that. Let's go, let's go be mine. Go ahead. Okay. What makes you the best candidate for sheriff, and why should the citizens of Gaston County vote for you? You know, uh, we talked a little bit about this, and, and honestly, uh, I do feel led uh, uh, to go through this process and, and to uh, put in for this position. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm running to serve the people of Gaston County and, and not myself. Uh, I have the work ethic um, that's necessary uh, for this position. I lead from the front. That's my makeup. Um when we have a situation, you know, my employees, they, they, they don't have to go look for me for guidance because I'm generally on the scene with them. Right. That's just, that's just how I am. Uh, I have the experience. Uh, you know, my resume is, de- is fully developed. You know, I have the training and experience. I've led during some very trying times. And, and my experience is built from being in the field doing the work, not, not from an office. And I think that's important. Um, I would invite people to look at my record. Uh, 
uh, you know, my record is 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 uh, one of consistent, reliable leadership during some of the most complex, dangerous, or significant situations. Uh, you know, I've I've um, uh, proven myself capable in, in in a broad variety of law enforcement roles. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, uh, my record is one of developing and mentoring staff to advance to the next level. I, 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 you know, don't necessarily just go right to hiring from the outside or relying on other agencies to fill critical roles. Let's develop the staff we have. We we were soldiers. You ever see that movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where the Mel Gibson, uh, Mel Gibson tells you know, it tells this guy, you train the guy below you your job, and you learn the guy above your job. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. And you know, I, I heard that, and I bet you you guys heard that at some <laughs> point during your career. And, and and it's it, little things like that just resonate with me, you know, uh, and and that's made me who I am today. And these are the reasons that I feel ready today. You know, it, you know, I'm, I've been brought to this place, and I'm ready today. Um, I've I, you know, in, in addition to that, you know, I've actually developed some personal and professional connections across the county, state, and country because I, I believe in serving as a as a team member. And in fact, these connections have already, you know, benefited our area in times of need. You know, uh, we talked a little bit about some of the civil disturbances we've had over the summer. Um, luckily, having these connections, we were able to get some assistance right here in Gaston County when we needed it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very happy and, and glad to have those type of professional connections. And and, and it's it, those connections are built out of mutual respect and teamwork, it's, it's not because of some political debt or, or, or a payback. Or it's because of relationships that have been built. Um, and, and I think it's important, too, we talk a little about uh, knowing your candidate. And, and my foundation um, is my, my beliefs are built on a foundation of who I am, and, and, and it's, it's Christian conservative values. I believe in respect and personal responsibility. Um, that that's uh, uh, who I try to be. I, I know I'm not perfect. I know that I fail quite a bit. I know I make mistakes, but I honestly try to learn from those mistakes. Um, I, I'm a conservative, uh, and I believe our constitutional rights are sacred and worth protecting. And I believe our our rights are God given rights, not government given rights. Amen, brother. Yep. Amen on that. So, you know, I, I believe that these these are the reasons that I'm ready to serve now. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good deal. Excellent. <clears throat> so now this is a – I thought you were going to do this one. I was. Did you give me an <laughs> oh, opportunity? No, 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 you didn't give me the opportunity. Yeah. I want to close with that. It's, ex- it's an excellent closer. I'm done. Excellent closer. <laughs> hey, two things we'd like to say. Uh, you want to speak on about uh, – yeah, yeah. So uh, we do. Uh, uh, the Don Roper for Sheriff team is having a, a pretty epic uh, gun raffle, and uh, yeah, you got a ticket right there. Right there, it's one of the guns. Yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a, a gun raffle and barbecue dinner. So uh, Kyle Fletcher is going to be providing some really good barbecue for uh, for our uh, raffle and, and barbecue dinner on January twenty seventh down at Wood Duck Farm in Gastonia on Robinson Road. If you're familiar with that, it's a pretty cool yeah. place. Yep. And there are 27 very nice high-end weapons on that list 
for the simple price of one hundred dollars for a ticket, that's two barbecue meals. From- yeah, if you show up, so that's two. That's, Dude, there you go. That reduces like eighty bucks for a ticket. Yeah, go and have a second helping, and it reduces it to like you know what sixty bucks. You know, what yeah, I mean? <laughs> that's true. I like the way you think. Yeah, you can have multiple helpings. <laughs> multiple helpings, brother. That's it. <laughs> well, Don, we appreciate you being here. I'll yeah. close with that question, by the okay. way. But oh, okay. I would like to say something on a, on a sadder note. Just prayers and uh, for the families of everyone involved, the two uh, troopers mm. and the yeah. guy that's with them on the side of the road. Yes. Uh, you know, you got to keep in mind, you know, just you know, everybody prays for the troopers too. But you know, the 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 guy that's with them, I'm not sure what the the what's all around the stop or what was all involved, no, but no. yes, you know, it brought to me. Uh, to my attention that nine kids out of those three guys, uh, nine kids woke wow. up without a dad. That's oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah, so horrible. The, our prayers and thoughts go out to the troopers and North Carolina's troopers, everybody involved in uh, your know, hearts, hearts sing out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we rebound from that. Uh, Sheriff. Candidate. I'm sorry. Hey, hey. <laughs> Candidate. Yeah. Candidate. Uh, Don, man, it's your, ty- your time to shine. Man. Anything you want to share, any shout-outs you want to do, anything you want to say? Well, man, guys, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate uh, you uh, allowing me to take some of your time up. and uh, You, know, you maybe, brought cookies, man. Hey, I brought cookies. <laughs> you know, may, maybe this one, uh, episode isn't quite as entertaining as some of your other episodes. You, you guys Very got informative. Thing. Very informative. Well, I appreciate that. You, you guys have got a good thing going on, and, and I know your listeners enjoy it. And I hope that they will take something away from this because, you know, us being on, on the job, we know how important this is. Uh, but just kind of in, in closing a couple of things, I would like to thank – the volunteers that are working on the Don Roper for Sheriff campaign, they are putting in a lot of time. Is that the friends of Don Roper? The friends of Don Roper, man. And, and, and you know, we have donors, my family, colleagues, supporters, my friends, uh, you know, to church community. Uh, just, uh, you know, I really appreciate uh, all of the support. Uh, just, you know, in closing, just take a look at Don Roper, donroper.com. Uh, Christian conservative Republican, strong supporter of the Second Amendment. Um I'll stand up uh, for your constitutional rights. You can count on me to do that. Um, stand up against anti-police groups. I'll support our officers as they go about performing their duties. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, you can count on me is uh, uh, I'll defend our American values. Uh, you'll never see me bend the knee to these activists with their anti-American agenda. That's Excellent. not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, great. Excellent deal. Well, good deal. We appreciate you being here, Don. I, you know, take the time out of your, your day to be here, man. We appreciate it. And we appreciate the cookies. Yeah, Hound Dog, any shout outs? Uh, yes, I'll tell you what, we always do a Renegade Pig shout out. Renegade Pig. And honor of you being here. How about the, your son lives in Albany, New York. Yes. The Albany chapter of the Renegade Pig. Well, there you do go. Awesome. Albany Brothers, we love you up there. Stay awesome. safe. Hey, be sure to find us on any of your listening platforms. Uh, we're on any and everything out there. If you can't find us, just simply Google Bourbon and Badges, the podcast. We have our own website. You can email us at bourbonandbadges at yahoo.com. We will answer your email. Maybe. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. We will, we will actually. I, we will listen. And as always, let's drink about it and drink responsibly. And all you first responders out there, please be careful. Man, you suck at this. I'm working the button. Somebody's. You have to push a button up and down. <laughs>